session, you got Coach Rod. Coach Max. Hope everyone's doing well, guys. We got episode 70. So if you've uh, if you follow along the show, um, we have a episode 69 it was actually not uploaded and there's a there's a pretty interesting story behind that max right very interesting story it's called the lost tape episode 69 man the so lost tape, man. not not to go on guys on a on a on, on a rant with this but unfortunately we had our um our podcast equipment was stolen um and uh we're still on the lookout for it so if you know a dude, if you know a gal that might have one that they're trying to sell, well, it might be ours. <laughs> and all we're asking for, to be honest for, be honest with you, is the, uh, is the SD card that has the lost show on there. I'm not going to say who came out on the show that day or anything like that because it's one that we're going to redo if we need to. But it, I, I would honestly say it's probably been one of the best recordings that we did. Um, just with the talk, the conversation we had, the information that was laid out. He's a hometown dude from Brownsville, a uh, big part of the community, and um, I'll 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 go leave it at that. So, Rotocaster podcast system headsets were stolen. Uh, so be on the lookout for it. Back us up. Back us up, man. For real. Anywho, going on. It's been a while. It has, man. It's been a few weeks. A couple of weeks. The schedules have been been pretty crazy. You just got back from Querétaro? Got back from a little uh, outdoor adventure. What was going on out there? A couple days out. You know, just doing some planning for some future stuff. Yeah, baby. <laughs> a big event. And, and uh, just getting everything ready. And, uh, it's going to be cool, man. I can't wait. Now that we have more of a, of a plan... Of detail and and something to follow an itinerary. Yeah, it, it's a lot more calm and I'm ready, bro. You know what I mean. Ready so, to rock uh, with it, man. You get a yeah. chance to train out there at all? You know, we did a lot of walking. You know how it is out there. Everything's about a 10, 12 minute walk. Yeah. I got one workout in, quick six minute AMRAP. Edna and I did this in the hotel, uh, in transition between a meeting that we had to be at. And like it had like a forty five minute gap, literally. So we're like, hmm, what the fuck do we do, right? So let's get something in. Yeah, let's get something in. Six minute AMRAP, three inchworms, eight air squats. Nice man. Kept the reps short to be able to do more rounds within that small amount of time. And then after that, Gasa Andy had a cool little pool that was like available at all hours right and uh we jumped in that cold plunge man cold plunge. The water was, was cold, cold man yeah how do you feel after that i felt great yeah yeah like a re like i re-energized yeah you know my whole body was shivering and honestly like in that moment right there when i was able to calm down my breath i was like at so super zen bro and it felt great yeah. i don't want to say it was the best part of the whole trip but it was just that little moment was one of it them. was close to it, it was yeah. one of them just you made know it that much better man and uh we got out of there dude feeling refreshed and i can see why like a lot of people cold plunge on a daily yeah like all these like super dudes like millionaire gals and yeah and dudes you know they just jump in this cold plunge and it like really resets that 
central nervous system. Yeah, there's uh, there's three big topics right now on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to other than ours. It's been a common trend right now, dude. And it's it's things that are hot right now. I mean, there's, there's trends in our field. Uh, and there's three things right now that are huge. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is big time right now. Huge. So shout out to them, man, because they're getting people off their asses, dude. Getting people to move, man. Um, second one is TRT and HRT, hormone replacement therapy for men and women both. Testosterone replacement therapy is a hot thing right now, dude. Uh, big time, you know. And then uh, the third one, of course, is cold plunging, dude. Um, a lot of companies that are starting to make their own type of cold plunge and stuff like that. I mean, you could go as basic as buying a trough, what cows and horses feed out of and drink water from and stuff like that. And and cold plunging is huge, man. I know there's a lot of like back and forth with the research and stuff like that, but it's been years. We've like, oh, you shouldn't ice an injury. You shouldn't do this because you stop, you stop the natural inflammatory responses and things like that. But I'll... I'll tell you what, dude, I experienced a cold plunge a couple weeks back and it was a trough that Sam and Omar from Warbler Coffee, shout out to them, set up in their front yard. So they do like lattes and cold plunge, like a little event in their front yard. No way. Yeah, just just have a good time, dude, you know? And, That's uh, amazing. Cassie did it first. She, oh, yeah. she did a 10-minute plunge, dude. 10? Yeah, bro. And it was cold outside that night that, she, that her and Sam did it, right? So I spoke to her a bit, you know what I mean? Like, how, how, how did it feel, babe? Like, what did you experience or what? And she's like, man, it felt great. Like, it felt good. Like, re-energized, like you said, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then a couple weeks back, they had set it up. And I was in Edinburgh. I was driving back. And I was like, I'm going to take my sweet-ass time. So hopefully, they're not doing it anymore because they live right next door to me, dude. So I have to pass by their house. <laughs> and Either way, they're going to see Yeah, them. yeah. So... I took my sweet ass time. I even took a detour and stuff. And sure enough, dude, I went down the street and I the trough was still out, dude. So I got there and I was like, look, just play a song for me and I'll get in, dude. Metallica one, just put that on, put it on loud. Let me let me zone out. And it was <laughs> it was an experience, dude. So I told him, I told him, look, I'm doing a fucking minute and that's it. That's right. It. So I jump in um, and I, I haven't hyperventilated in a long time, dude. Like to where I couldn't control my breath. And it stunned me for about 30 seconds, dude. I'm not gonna lie, dude. And it wasn't until I was like, all right, chill out, take deep breaths, relax, is when like it smoothed out. It was 34 <sighs> degrees, dude. That's cold, dude. There's ice in there. I'm up to my neck, bro. You know what I mean? That's insane. Once, uh, once minute one hit, Cassie was like, just do an extra minute, baby. You could do it. Just do two, right? And I was like, all right, fine. You're already in there. Feet felt like I had, like it had that type of needle feel, right? Everything else had already gone numb, dude. So after the two minute mark, dude, it was kind of like, you just go numb, dude. And you just focus on your breaths. If you're talking to someone, it helps out too. But I made it to the five minute mark, dude. Right? And I probably could have done more, dude. But I just got out at five because. Yeah wanted to you know so i got out and low cold when i got out it was warm outside so i mean i my temperature got back pretty quick uh the feet still had like a little bit of like a weird feel to them but nothing bad but i had this sense of like 
euphoria the rest of the day, dude. It was kind of like I was floating as, as I would walk. It was odd, man, but body felt great, dude. I, I felt rejuvenated. I felt re-energized, like energy was skyrocketed through the roof. And that's that dopamine release that you get from cold plunging, man, that everyone kind of, that's the number one thing they say. It's that dopamine and the sustainable release that you get from a cold plunge, you know? So wow. that's pretty neat stuff, man. I feel like it's going to get a lot bigger than what it is, dude. And I'm, and it, it comes down to this, man, too, bro. Like we grow by doing hard shit. Mm-hmm. Cold plunging is not easy, dude. Even doing a cold shower as soon as you wake up in the morning, like that's the last thing you want to do, bro. You last know what I mean? Thing, and doing hard stuff when you wake up or in your life gets you more comfortable with the hard things in life that we face. Exactly. You know, so. How you do anything is how you do everything. Preach it, brother. Preach it, bro. It's crazy because it's true. Like, the last thing you want to do is do something uncomfortable. You dip your toe in the water, it's cold. You're like, nah. Mm -mm. Hell nah. But then... Like, what if a situation comes up in your life and you're like, hell nah. You know what I mean? Like, you just turn that away because it got uncomfortable real quick. So, like, imagine if you just jump into this cold plunge, then you'll just jump into any other uncomfortable situation. Or you'll be able to handle it a lot better if it came your way. Of course, it's not going to happen the first week you do it. This is over practice. I'm sure people who have been doing this for months, years, handle things very different than someone who doesn't partake in that big time man and it's as simple as it is it's like really like taking a cold shower really really a plunge and it's like yeah man like i'm starting to believe that too because like i don't really cold plunge like all the time and then i tried it and i was like oh okay i see why like this is getting spoken about you know and i was like man well maybe not every day but every time the offer is available go do it it. go for it you know might as well because it's not like I have a cold plunge pool or anything, you yeah. know? But, like, next time they have this latte thing, holla at me, I'll show yeah, up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Coffee, some cold plunging, dude. And yeah, man, it kind of gives you a sense of, like, yeah, I did something hard today. Yeah, like, yeah, I did yeah. something that I was kind of fearful of. Yeah. And it gives you a sense of, like, empowerment, in it, like, in a way, you know? So, not in a bad way or anything, you know? I mean, it's all positive stuff, dude, you know? It's I mean, just it helps another, you grow. Yeah, yeah, like, another way to build confidence. Because you're going to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And then you do that thing, you're like, oh, wow, I did it. But then, like, if you don't do it, you always have that thought of, like, oh, like, I didn't, you yeah. know? Like, I, it's, I wonder what would have happened, you know? The should have, would have, could have, dude. You yeah. Know? And that's how um, it's very relatable to the gym, bro, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure you look at wad sometimes and you're like, oh, man, like, that's going to hurt, bro. <laughs> but don't forget the feeling when you get done. When that three, two, one goes off at the end and you're done, it's it's there. There's nothing like it, bro. When you're laying on the floor and you're just like, <laughs> yes, dude. You know what I mean? I agree. The dopamine release that you get, the endorphins that run through your body, dude. Um, I went with the two. I I uh, did a two mile run with Hay, with Haley the other day. Oh, baby girl, and uh, she was like an energizer bunny after we got done, bro. Really? Like she was in such a good mood, and it made me think like, this is what it's about. You know what I mean? She didn't want to, so she got uncomfortable, and she had growth from that. You know, what I mean, she proved something to herself. 
You know, it's not this monumental thing, but she did it when she didn't want to do it. And that's life. We got to do things that we don't want to do sometimes. And that's where growth lies. You know, that's where growth happens. So you're right, man. Sometimes we have like these big, big pictures in our life that you know, we want to write these, these big stories, but it's actually all the paragraphs that create the story. Right. So Haley might may have thought, oh, these two miles, man, they're going to be tough. But then she started to fill in the little gaps there saying, you know what, let me go with my dad. She ran with you. You motivated her. She started to catch those endorphins. Now, look, boom, next time there's a two-mile run coming, she's going to be like, all right, let's go. Because now she knows how she's going to feel afterwards because she connected those dots, man. So it's crazy. Like, I felt that. um, I felt that yesterday. Like, coming back from a trip, you know, routines off. The, The hour difference it's a little it's a little different you know kind of throws you off a little bit you know there's different types of food involved maybe a little alcohol good dehydration you know things coming back so coming back into the gym is always tough after a vacation like everybody knows this and the last thing you you want to do is like sometimes go to the gym you're like i'll go tomorrow yeah man i'll go tomorrow and then that tomorrow just turns into like a fucking month you know so yesterday i was like no like i need to go and I was so undecisive in what I wanted to do, bro. I was like, I don't want, I don't want. I'm like, just go back to the program. So I had been doing a lot of accessory work to yeah. kind of balance out my hips again. So I just went straight back to that. Did my thing, bro. Ask me how I felt after. Oh, I got to push a heavy sled up and down. Yeah. Four plates. Dude, how did I feel after? Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing, bro. bro. My whole rest of the day. I saw like 15 patients at work. Yeah. Like, it came back, did another assessment here. Like, it was, it, was, it was perfect. That's the beauty of movement, man. The beauty of it, bro. It literally is medicine. And not only to please aesthetic means and things like that, it's, it's for the soul, for the mind, the body, the emotional health, the mental health that we talk about, that we preach about all the time, dude, you know? Yes. Uh, we see it every day. I mean, we see it from the start of class to the end of class, the conversations we have, uh, the interactions we make, and and we know the importance of it ourselves. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. It's a great thing. Man. Feels good, brother. And one of the things that I kind of notice sometimes is what can kind of take away from... Or not take away, but maybe maybe decrease some of the confidence coming back in is is when you have some type of lingering issue. It could be uh, something happening uh, at the house. It could be something physical like elbow pain or back pain that's been holding you back. Once you don't have that outlet of the gym anymore where you know you're gonna feel good afterwards and that's taken away Sometimes it's like, man, what do I do? Yeah. Because I can't do anything because when I go to the gym, it hurts. Or I'll work out, but then after I work out, it hurts. The pain is back. Right? So this, this kind of segues into the topic of today is like, how do we get athletes from like that injured spot, right? Back into the gym pain-free. Yeah. Right? There's this gap there where I see it a lot, it's like, okay, athletes get hurt at the gym, it, it, it happens, it's, we're moving our bodies under extreme loads at high speeds sometimes, 
fatigue. You got to take all this into account. We get injured. They go to the doctor. They go to a place like a Rosti or something like that. You know, they, they get cleared out. Doc says, hey, you're ready to go. But then they come back into the gym and they get hurt again. Yeah. And then they're right back to where they started. So this outlet starts to be taken away from them. They start to get sad. They start to say, oh, no. And then, boom, they go this other way. So what is the way back? Yeah. You know, because exercise is very popular in this sense, the strength and conditioning. Every time you think about exercise, you think about crunch. You think about goals. You think about CrossFit Browns. You think about these these gyms right but that's not the exercise that gets you well again yeah right there's like this whole different world this whole different aspect of exercise that can actually be implemented to actually get the body healthy in a different way right to start fixing dysfunctions so like when an athlete gets hurt and let's say they come to you right tell you about injuries and things like that do you have a specific protocol do you have a specific assessment that you do before you take them into just straight exercise back into the class yeah it seems right but how come it's missing yeah it's like the biggest question like like where is that piece to guide individuals back from that like okay i feel good but i'm kind of don't know what to do because i don't want to hurt myself again you know what i mean yeah so i was thinking i was like man like this gap needs to be kind of closed bro i think there needs to be more of a catalyst between the two you know what i mean so because the last thing we want right is to say juan or maria they injured, let's just say, their wrist, you know? They went to a Rosti, they got cleared, they come back in, first thing they have that Monday or whatever it may be that they're gonna make their comeback mm-hmm. is hang power cleans or maybe some push jerks or uh, something that puts the wrist in some type of flexion, you know what I mean? And maybe coming back into it, so there's a bunch of different ways, but they feel good, so they wanna use the bar, you know what I mean? Like that's their way. Is there other tools and methods that we can use? Yeah, of course, you got dumbbells that you can use, you got lighter bars that you can use, there's other ways to move to not really cause or aggravate the dysfunction that they had previously coming into it, you know? So when it, when it comes to bridging that gap, and maybe not bridging the gap, but filling that gap with movement-based corrective things that will help get them back into the normal class or the normal gym or the normal program that they were on. Um, I think it just takes smart programming in a sense, you know what I mean? And what you do with your members and your clients and stuff, you know? Um, I'm gonna speak on behalf of us here and and especially since we have you on board, um, and it's things that we've been through already here, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be, it'd be dumb for me to say, no one's ever gonna get injured in the gym and we never injure members that come in and stuff like that. And it's, it's not us intentionally injuring them, it's just that we work with a plethora of people that come from the outside world. We don't know what they do the other 23 hours of the day. We don't know the, a lot of the times the dysfunctions that they have as much questions as we ask 
um, movement based assessments that we do in the warm ups and the mobility and stuff. Well, we could kind of analyze those things, you know. But in a sense, uh, we're working with your everyday Joe that just wants to get stronger, lose some weight, become fitter, maybe look better naked or whatever it may be, you know. Uh, But I think one of the one one of the best things that we we could do is have something in place that minimizes that time out from the normalcy of what they want to do you know because the more time they're out of that i think that's where you kind of get that lack of confidence Mm -hmm. you get the lack of motivation that comes with it as well too because they're not doing what they were doing before so i think a lot of it comes from us as coaches and practitioners in our field and educating them on hey this is a little setback we need to fill it in with movement-based stuff still, things that you can do where you're still gonna work out, you're still gonna keep up with your health and your fitness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it'll make you stronger when you get back. And that way, when you get back, you're not re-injuring or re-aggravating these things. I'm gonna, sp- I'm gonna speak a little bit on behalf of some of the PT clients that I've worked with, you know? Uh, some of the PT clients I have, we do PT, personal training, um, just depending on their goals, it just depends on what we do throughout the sessions that we have, and then a lot of them do the normal classes as well, you know? Some of the PT clients I have go to other gyms or they go to other facilities or whatever, and um, an injury might occur, you know what I mean? I don't cancel a training session because of that, you know? It's just we, we, we have to make an educated guess and go and go through with that, work around things, manage the different stressors that they have injury being one of them you know and then we kind of manage those things as we train through it you know but do we stop do we completely eliminate movement and exercise and stuff like that no i i think that's one of the worst things that you could do you know max and i'm not i'm not sure what you think about that but i know coming coming out of a rosti one of the things i love about you on the things that you do is like hey do this stuff but you still got to move you know, you still got to move, and I love that. You hit some really, really good points, man, for sure. Because I think a big piece of it is the educational piece. Because clients are coming to us to learn how to exercise. And that's what we provide, right? But we also have to know how to modify in a way where movement is still possible without re-injuring or aggravating the injury. Because usually what happens when you come back from an injury is you're still kind of in this repair phase where your tissues just need to get a little stronger. Your muscle's usually pretty good at that point because it has a lot of blood and nutrients, oxygen, so it heals a lot faster than your, your, your fascia, right? So a lot of the times when we re-injure, we restrain, it's usually that tissue component, right? Thing is, is sometimes the client will start to feel really good before the tissue actually healed. So then they'll go for that box jump. They'll go for that 10 more pounds on the bar and then flex. Something happens. They say, oh man, I hurt myself again. The hang cleans, man. I just can't do hang cleans. And it's like, no, you can. You just maybe progressed a little too quickly. But I was feeling good. I know. I know. But the tissues are just not ready. They can't speak to you. (laughs) You know? They can't speak to you. You're right. form is... You know? their form of communicating with you is is that possible re-injuring you know yeah so So by you getting re-injured the tissues telling you the load was too much right or it could be one of those things where it was like oh i was fine during the workout but then it came back afterwards it's like 
No, it was there the whole time. Endorphins are very strong, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you can tell. You didn't feel any pain throughout the workout. And once they subsided, now you feel the pain. So it was there, but we just have to teach, I think, them what to do. Yeah. And that's a very big job, you know, a responsibility. And I think it comes more with, like, I don't think we have a problem with it here. And, and some gyms here as well. But like I'm talking about the individual themselves. Like this just goes out to any coach out there. Like like if you don't have like the want to really like help and and get these people out of pain, you, you don't really educate yourself on it, then yeah. how can you be a help to that person? You know? So my biggest thing is like, okay, just keep keep on continuing to educate yourself so that you can educate your clients on how to close that gap so they can continue to use exercise the rest of their life to be healthy and not see exercise as something that causes pain for them oh i don't exercise because every time i exercise my knee hurts so what do you do oh i don't i don't do anything i just you know just hang out walk around maybe go on a bike ride it's like well you don't do any like hip bridges and any lateral leg raises. You don't do any. Do you foam roll? Yeah, do you foam roll? <laughs> yeah. do you, no, no, I don't do it. So it's like, okay, well, we're missing out on this whole other aspect that could be getting you back and closing that gap. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So yeah. like, I I wish there was like a, I don't know, like this. <laughs> This is a machine that would multiply me, right? <laughs> and just send me everywhere. Right? Go to max one. Uh, but that's the mission, bro. Is yeah. like closing that gap. Yeah. And I think in the future, it's going to be a cool thing. I, I, I think it's going to be a big thing, bro. You know what I, I mean? Know. Especially because, look, we, we're, we are in the field where we work with individuals in a class setting, one-on-one in groups or whatever it may be, you know? There's a workout program for the day. We as professionals in this know how to modify things on the fly and do things like that. Now, the retention of that information and that education that we give comes down to the individual at times as well, too. So this is we're having complacent members that understand that what we're trying to do is for the betterment of them is really important as well. It's huge. Oh, yeah. You know, so in a sense, it's 100 percent our responsibility as well. But the ideal member to us is also that individual that takes those cues and takes those regressions and takes those modifications and is engaged in the class. That way they get the best out of that hour when they're here, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and injuries happen, bro. You and me have been through it. Every coach that we have on staff has one point or another been through that phase there. We're obviously educated in it too, you know? And it's our responsibility to be, but we learn from those little things and they're not mistakes they're just things that come with moving the body in the ways that we do you know but we learn from it you know we learn from it and we're right back to it hopefully sooner than later at Mm -hmm. times you know um but i like the part that you mentioned when it comes to us as the coach or the coaches uh we need to truly try our best to push our field in the right direction and to keep progressing in our field and I think that side of it is a whole nother niche and it's a whole nother area where yes, you teach the hang power clean well. Yes, you get people stronger. Yes, you're getting people fitter. But in the moment that arises where someone does get injured, mm-hmm. what do you know 
on how to get them back mm -hmm. on that floor doing what they were doing before, you know what I mean? And what processes do you have in order to get them back into that flow, you know? Because that's everyone's goal, of course, you know? Injury is the last thing we want to experience in the gym, you know? It sets us back. We can't do the fun, sexy things that everyone else is doing. Uh, but that's okay, you know? It's okay because you can bounce back from that and you will. You just need to do a well-rounded approach to it making your way back into it. I have an example from this morning. I like to have conversations with everyone in the class beforehand. I memorize those that have mentioned to me, oh, my knee or maybe my elbow or maybe my shoulder, mm -hmm. you know, nothing huge or anything like that. But I take those things into account because the next day or the next week or maybe two or three days later when they walk in the gym, I'll ask them again, like, hey, how's that feel now? You know what I mean? Usually they're sitting on the floor, you know what I mean? Just trying to engage in a conversation. And they're like, oh, my knee's a little tight. I told them, did you foam roll yet? No. Okay, we'll go. We'll go grab a foam roller real quick and I'll show you how to roll out your quads, your IT band, your groin and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it happened a day. And uh, a little tightness in the knee, nothing bad. I told them, is there any clicking or any like sharp pains? No, no, it's just tight. I was like, okay, it's part of the quads then. So did a lot of air squats yesterday, mm -hmm. some running and stuff uh -huh. like that. So rolled out his quads. I uh, told him, don't lunge to the front, say, let's stick with a reverse lunge. And if we can do that, then we'll find some other hinge that you could do where you're not having to really bend at the knee too much, you know? And uh, at, during the warm up and stuff like that, he's like, hey, dude, it's like not tight no more. And I told him, well, because you foam rolled then. That's why, you know what I mean? Like two or three minutes of just foam rolling your quads, your IT band, your groin, your adductors, and it relieved it, you know? So that's what you need to do every time that you come in. And anytime we do any real heavy squatting patterns or if we have any knee dominant movements that we do, that's what you need to do. Now you know how to do it. It takes two or three minutes before class and you're setting yourself up for success. And the more you do it, the more consistent you become with it, that's gonna turn into a bigger prize at the end because you're not gonna have to deal with that knee tightness. You know, but it, 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 it's just those small things, you know? If I wouldn't have gone up to him and asked him, how's the knee feel? He probably would have never mentioned that his knee was tight. Or that his quads were tight. Would have just gone through you know? the warm up and wait for it to warm up. Yeah, and then, but 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 after is when I worry at that point. You know what I mean? And then it just it's yeah. it's like a compounded effect at that point. You know what I mean? Because they're not doing those precautionary things beforehand, and it's minimal stuff. It's small stuff. Foam roll. Let's go do some stretches. Mobility. It's gonna help out, man. You know what I mean? You know, and and that's again we get get that gap. A lot smaller transitioning back into exercise and it's kind of like this thing that I've noticed is even in, in myself you know as a human being right we we're complex and we think complex and we think that we need complex answers yeah. to fix the knee problem or to fix the lower back but it's actually sometimes the most simplest thing but we don't believe in it because it's too simple it's like, nah, nah. But look at water, man. Water's simple. It doesn't taste like anything. You know, it, it's, it's clear. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It, it, but it keeps you alive. If you don't drink water for three days, you die. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's so simple. Why, and then there's people that still don't drink it, bro. Like, oh, I don't drink water. I don't like the taste. Like, As I just finished my... Yeah, <laughs> you're 32 ounces. <laughs> 32 ounces. Um, it's like, well, then I can't help you at that point. Like, if you decide that you don't like something because you just don't like it and you don't want to change your thought on it, 
then at that point, it's not the, the, the coach's fault. It's, it's on the individual. So sometimes you can have the perfect plan laid out. But like you said, like if the individual doesn't take part in the education and become the student, then it's kind of hard to make any progress, you know? Oh, I tried it for three days, coach, it didn't work. Why didn't you try it for 21 days yeah. to create an actual adaptation? Make sure you have, yeah. Oh, well, it takes too long. No. Okay. On to the next one, you know? Watching Netflix takes a long time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, the service is always going to be there for sure, because that's the mission, that's yeah. what we do, that's who we are, that's what we're going to provide, because there's plenty of fish in the sea, as they would say, right? People are going to be responsive, and those are the people that we're going to focus on. We're still going to give the information, like I said, but we can't help those retain it that don't really find interest in it you know or they want the quick fix yeah because by the time you break down by the time you get injured you've already passed a whole bunch of exits giving you signs to to do something about it but we've just been ignoring them and then now that it's happened we want the quick fix but hey dude it the body does not work like that biology it needs to does not work like that you see what i'm saying like you cut a leaf off of a plant does it grow back the next day no it grows back in a while no just like an injury would in ourselves. Like you sprain your ankle, okay, you wanna be walking on it in the next minute. Sorry, dude, chemical process has to take place, inflammatory markers are gonna build up, your tissue's gonna get tight, your muscles are gonna turn off. Like there's a whole process that needs to happen before you can even put weight on it. So like the biggest thing is just educating our peeps on how injuries, well, how they occur is very random sometimes, but like what to do when you're in them. A lot of the times what I hear is like people get hurt, they go to a, a doc, the doc prints out a paper of exercises and gives it to them. Go do these at home for three weeks. Do them with no instruction. Exactly. Yeah. The paper instruction, bro. So what the patient gonna look at this, they're gonna be like, um, I don't understand any of this. I'm gonna try them out. They try them out. They don't know if they're doing them right. They don't know if they're doing them you know, wrong. They don't know anything about it. So what do they do? They put the paper off to the side. They stop. They say, oh, those exercises didn't work. I tried them. The doctor gave them. They didn't work. No, 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 no. You just maybe didn't do them properly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's not why it didn't work. It's what didn't work. Well, what didn't work was the instruction that was exactly. given to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that is what's creating like this bigger gap in people believing in corrective exercise and it's like it's saying oh i don't need to stretch i don't need to do that like i'm just gonna do lift the weights because that's what i've learned and it's like yeah yeah like lifting weights is great but there's also like nine other fitness components that you're missing (laughs) like and they all have they have to be in harmony yeah so it's like my biggest goal now is not getting you out of pain. That's the easy part, man. I can do that real quick in 30 minutes. It's, it's educating you and being able to make you understand the injury, like low back. Like whoever gets explained their low back injury? No one. You no just say, one. oh, take these pills yeah. and stay in bed for two weeks. It's but they chill. don't tell you how to transition. They don't show you how to get up off the chair. They don't show you, hey, you're going to be inflamed for like two, three days. You should probably put ice on the spine, right? Like they don't tell you any of these things. And then people go out there and they, they live with this injury for, dude, months, dude, years with the same injury because they had this one piece of information 
that they never really delved back into because the doc told them that's how it's going to be that's forever. It. And it's like, that's when I, I'm like, man, like, that's crazy. And that's that gap that you talk about, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it's you don't know how many times I've heard people that have joined the facility here that are, yeah, had a real severe back injury back in the day. And they're good now, you know, they're good because it's been years since they've had to move in a certain way or engage in exercise or whatever it was or a knee injury or whatever it may be, you know. And then it's one of those things where, I mean, I ask them, like, what'd you do for it? Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. Took, took some pain meds. Just waited. Took like two or three weeks and then it just went away on its own. But but what did you do to help that situation and that specific injury out? You know, because there's a lot of post-injury things that you need to do, you know. Tissue remodeling happens at that point. The fascia starts to change and pull in different freaking directions because now it knows that that site has been injured. And especially if you're not relieving that tissue, and it's going to stay like that. It does. It's going to stay like that, you know. And that's the, that's the whole point of like not not stopping movement at that point you know there's so much that you can do um i don't care if if people here are frustrated with the mobility that we do at the start and the stretching that we do and stuff it's it's what we do and that's not going to change i know sometimes it doesn't happen here but um just go for a 400 meter run come back in that's the warm-up and get right into it you know no, like the people we have here, we want to take care of them. We want them doing this for years to come as healthy as they can be and as injury free as they can be. So if we could spend five, six, seven, eight minutes before the workout itself, working on mobility, working on certain stretches that are very specific to the movements that we're going to have, that is going to that is really going to help them, not necessarily in the moment because it will but it's gonna help you a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now. And I talk about that compounded effect that we get. Everyone that shows up to class, 99% of them are doing the stretches, doing the mobility and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. We're making little tweaks here and there and stuff like that. If you think about it in a macro level, that's a lot of stretching and mobility work that they're doing in a week. Yeah. If they just engage in it, you know? and. And I like it's funny, man, I have this talk and it's just a realization that I came to like a while back. I was like, if coaches do their mobility with their classes, maybe you might have to stop once in a while to kind of go fix someone or whatever it may be, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing the mobility actively and purposeful with the class, the way it's supposed to be done as a coach, you're doing it once twice three times a day just depending on how many classes you coach yeah. and i was like fuck i'm doing a lot of mobility in a day you know which is yeah. badass you know which is good which is good you know what i mean so we want them and we're, we're educational here man like like that's what we do like we're not just throwing shit out there just to fill in the class or fill in the hour i mean if anything we wish we had more time you know yeah. Recently, I've been going over my fucking class times, dude, and fuck, man, like, I wish I had more time, dude, Damn it. but there's just so much I want to teach, you know, I mean, there's so much I want to do in a class because I know it's going to help them out, you know, and, um, but it's, like, it comes down to that stuff, like, we, we want people to feel good, we want them to feel great when they're doing deadlifts and back squats and stuff, you know what I mean, so that's why we throw yeah. that stuff in, man, you know. 
And it's cool because sometimes like, you know, when you start to introduce different flows and mobility drills to clients and to the class, and then you kind of like start to see that happen uh, when they're doing it on their own, yeah. it's like, it's oh, oh shit, this is so cool. Like, it's because beautiful. they're closing the gap. Yep. And like a lot of the times we don't really learn that we need to stretch and mobilize and take care of our tissues until you get to the gym. Because you never really stress your tissues any other way unless you play sports or whatever. But like you don't, you don't know. So, dude, I'm getting people in the clinic that are like 65, 70 years old, never heard of fascia, never knew they needed a foam roll, never knew they needed a lacrosse ball. Never and they're seeing one, yeah. yeah. And they're barely finding out about it right now. And they always make the comment, man, I feel so good. I wish I would have learned this earlier. And I'm like, cha-ching. Like, go, okay, like, I need to do this. I need to continue to do this. So I want to see how I feel, like, when I'm their age, if I make it there, right? Like how is my body going to feel since fascia and all these things are so new like the generation like our parents generation they never got to experience what we're experiencing yeah. right now like never they don't know what a foam roller is they don't know what a dynamic active stretch is going to do for your hips like they don't give a fudge about PNF. that yeah PNF, yeah so it's like our bodies are going to experience a, a crazier adaptation to longevity if we keep doing these things. And check it out. Oh, I don't stretch, I don't roll. Okay. Months down the road, years down, oh, I gotta have surgery on my shoulder. Okay. Guess what you have to do after surgery, brother? Mm -hmm. Stretch and roll. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> right? So it's like, you come right back to it. Like, why go through hell just to be back at the front door like dudes come on like we we can do this guys it's like it's, there, it's, it's there we can do it that's why get stretchies here we're closing the gap all right and it stood the test of time already dude like there is no like trend here no like dude. it is the motherfucking this trend. is the thing bro if you're not on it you need to get on it soon team because it's the only way for longevity and for happiness <laughs> and to increase your performance too dude in anything I mean, fuck man you in know anything in, in every aspect of fitness and the components of it it's the it's the way to do it for a long time bro if, if that's your plan which i know it's the majority of pe people's plan you know so bro the other day i was helping baby girl get groceries down from the jeep right i'm wearing she took the Yeti bag with ice because I guess she was coaching or something and she had put all the meat in there. So I'm wearing the backpack, dude. At least 25, 30 pounds of like food in there. I'm carrying two five gallons of water, bro, in my hand. And I'm like walking to the garage and open the door with my fucking foot. Like, that's what we train for, for normal activities like that, yeah, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like if I had elbow pain, I had foot pain. Oh, you think I'd be doing that shit? Oh, no. no. So it's like, we can be very durable humans. We're not weak. Our spine can flex forward. It doesn't always have to stay neutral. Like we can extend back, we can rotate. We don't always have to bend from our knees. You can bend from your hip, right? So like 
all these things that people say that you can do after you get injured, you actually can do them. Yeah. It's just a way to get there. But most of us don't know the way. That's why we get frustrated. That's why things don't work out because sometimes we're led down the wrong path. Dude, we're... I, I definitely know we're on the right path. We're on the right path and um, with the Get Stretchy move, movement that you got going on, as as much as it's grown, because it's grown a lot, man. Like, how many lacrosse balls have you sold, dude? A shit ton of them, right? Yeah. Would have would have those individuals... Over 500, for sure. 500. <laughs> Over five, the years? 500, dude. Okay. <laughs> so think about that, dude. It's a tool that they have that could relieve pain. A fucking ball, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just know what to do with it. Two or three minutes, bro. That's it, dude. Like, that is the impact. Oh, my pecs are tight. My shoulder feels a little weird. My elbow, my quad, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The knee joint. They got a tool that they can use right there, dude. That's, that, that's over 500 people that have access to a tool that you've educated them on that they can use to increase their performance, decrease the likelihood of injury, and increase longevity over time. That's a fucking win, dude, right there. Like, it, it comes down to that, dude. Like, like I hate the... Like, in our field, dude, there's, all, there's always debate. This is the best thing to do. This is the best for this. This is the best for that. You shouldn't do that because research, research has shown that it doesn't really work that well, but it might work. And then something else comes out saying, no, this research stated that it worked. Okay, look. This has stood the test of time, man. Stretching has always been a big thing in fitness. It's one component that has never left. Never. It's there. Flexibility is a component of fitness. With a capital F. It's there. <laughs> it's there, bro. You know? What do you do to gain flexibility? You stretch mm-hmm. and you do dynamic mobility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's there. People who don't want to do it, that's up to you, bro. Brosive. Brosive. All right, if you want it. Then take that route if you want, it's but it's cool. not going to be good. Uh, we'll be here yeah. when you're ready. We'll be here. You know? But the problem may not be as easy to get out of yeah. at that point. It might take some more work. Yeah. But we're here. But if we can show you what to do to prevent those things, that's the goal, man. That's the goal right there, brother. That's the goal. Man, I was getting all fired oh, up. No, there, man. I was sorry, dude. Like, I got all peacock and <laughs> shit in my chest. You got some chills there, dude. Uh, dude, I, I, uh, before we, uh, make our way out of here, man, I, uh, I keep seeing this post, dude, and it's, it's, I have a very soft spot with this stuff, dude. Brownsville's our hometown, bro. You and I both, uh, we both, uh, uh, went to school here. We're part of the community here. We're giving back to it now in every way that we can. And I saw this news thing the other day and it's like, Brownsville elected or nominated as the fattest city in the United States, dude. Damn, again? Yeah, man. And I'm not sure exactly what news outlet or whatever it was, what report it was, dude. But I saw a few people share it like three or four fucking times. And that was enough for me, dude. I'm just like... Not cool, man. God, man. You know what I mean? Like, we put so much effort and passion and drive into what we do, dude. You know what I mean? Coaching hours building relationships with people because the outcome is to have them the retention rate is huge you know what i mean 
on not just keeping the gym full and packed to sustain life for us, but it's to get people on the right track to better themselves. Yeah. You know? And it's one of those things, man, where where I I hate that. You know what I mean? But I'm also like I feel like we need to be the supermans here, dude. Like we need to take lead from the front and we need to put our fucking foot down and say, hey, you know, like we, we could change this, dude. I think we can, man. And we are. And we are and we have. You know, even if it's one person at a time, one person a month, two a month, whatever that may be, you know. But I think in the generation that we're in now with fitness being such a big aspect of people's lives, we're going to see that generational change now, bro. You know, I mean, I'm very optimistic in that sense of saying, hey, if we have 600 people that are part of Hard Knocks and every other gym has their their peeps, then their kids are going to engage in it too. Yeah. And their kids are going to do the same thing. Trickle down. You know? And it's going to fucking change, man. You know what I mean? And to the day that I die, until I, I can't do my, my, my trait, my craft, I'm going to try to push that. You know what I mean? I'm going to try to get us not in that. For you know sure. what I mean? And I know everyone on board here, man, our crew, I, I know everyone's on that same path too. You know what I mean? And, For sure. and, and I know that's, that's what drives us to coach and, educate ourselves and do and do what we do i mean even hosting this pop podcast here we we're talking before we just had our fucking our gear stolen i'm not just gonna stop Nah. like we want to keep throwing this information out man because we know it's valuable we know how much it means to us we know how much it means to those people that we that we're super blessed to coach every day that they walk in the doors you know what i mean so um <laughs> one of the biggest missions with us, man, I think right now is let's keep pushing the envelope. Let's keep impacting those in our community to better themselves physically, mentally, emotionally. And that all starts dude, with getting them to move, educating them on proper movement mechanics. And it doesn't have to be in the gym because we do a lot of stuff on the outside, too. You know, what I mean, where it's like, hey, we're just saying like this is this is health. This is wealth. This, this wealth. is what real wealth is, you know? Health this, is wealth. Health is wealth, dude. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I just kind of wanted to bring that up because it really, it it irks me, dude, when I see stuff like that, man, because I'm like, no, like, I see people every day in here making a change. Yeah. I want to get everyone in here, dude. dude. I want to get everyone in here, Come you through. know? Everyone. Well, and that's why, you know, HK's been a part of a lot of the community events like the rgv challenge and things like that because it gives you the 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 gym the opportunity to keep helping people yeah and it opens the doors to those who are curious to explore and i think it's gonna they're coming around you know what i mean it's it's the generation that may again fall into that gap where they said oh don't exercise because you got that knee pain you're gonna make it worse you know so then what do they do they just stop exercising yeah so it's like those that right there, man, if we can just continue to just close that gap. And you said one person at a time, two pers- two people at a time, like, we'll keep going. We'll keep going you know, for that, it, man. That's the cool thing about fitness is it's, uh, it's something that can always be implemented at any time in your life. And it doesn't matter where you're at. You can start somewhere. Absolutely, man. It's that adaptable to everyone. It's not just CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's one of the ways that we've trained for years, yeah. you know, mixing up that intensity, 
strength and performance. It's for everyone. It's man. for everyone. There's just different levels on how to program and what movements you can do. And I, I can meet the same intensity for a 15-year-old. I'll meet that same intensity for a 7-year-old. And guess what? The movements are going to be completely different. Absolutely. And they might be the same at lighter loads because we have some badasses here that are over 60. So, I don't know. It just depends on where you're at. Yeah, no. But it's for everyone. You know what I'm saying? And speaking what else is for everyone... Double unders. Oh, baby. <laughs> you got to share that video oh, again, bro. That was nice, So too. we got a, uh, a, a a jump. It's not a jump rope clinic team. It's a, it's a double under clinic. So you do need to know how to jump rope to be able to participate in this because uh, the class is going to move in a way where, you know, you need that skill. If we need to do a jump rope clinic that's specific to getting you to learn how to jump rope, then, you know, message us and we can talk about that. But the double under clinic is going to be great it's going to be a class that is structured in a way that's going to teach you how to mobilize yourself for double unders because double unders are a crazy exercise it's going to teach you all some uh some skills put you through some drills and then get those progressions going yeah all within like 45 minutes or so an hour you know and uh the goal is to yes leave the class being able to sling some together maybe even one with some connecting singles and then another and then some of y'all might get them right and even if you don't it's okay no now you're more prepared with uh, a plan on how to achieve a skill rather than just asking for little tips for the coach you know five you know two three minutes after class it's kind of hard to learn skills that way under fatigue under fatigue yeah so this structure, I think, is going to provide a great formula for those who are very interested in, in slinging these double unders together. Why do we do doubles, team? It's a, it's a great cardiorespiratory exercise. It elevates the intensity, puts the body under more stress, which then gets you fitter. And I love the amplitude of it as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like singles are great. It takes uh, some coordination, some consistency in movement, and double unders add that extra little bit of amplitude to the movement that really does get that heart rate up, really yeah. does get the intensity up as well too. And it's a full body movement, like it is, you know? Full. The shoulders start to burn, the forearms start to burn. Um, you start feeling the calves, the legs. You know, I mean, it's great, man, yeah. especially paired up with other movements, you oh, know? And man. it's one of those things where um, pe- people like jump roping, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those old school things that we see that like, like as basic as it is, it's a great way to warm up. It's a great way to build coordination and rhythm in the body. And keep bouncing the fascia. Yeah, man, you have to, bro, especially in the lower body, man, especially around the ankles and stuff, you know? So, I mean, I think um, anyone that's listening to it, guys, if you haven't shared Max's video yet, please share that. There is a cap on the class of 20 individuals that way we could really make it very specific and make sure the quality of instruction is good, which it is going to be, you know. Uh, but we want to try to help everyone out and hopefully everyone gets at least one double under if you've never done one before or if you've get done there, one, maybe you'll get two that day and it kind of just builds like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some awesome tips and information that day, so it's going to be good. Yeah, so April 22nd, 9.30 a.m., $10 for the clinic. It'll be good, man. Let's have some fun. Let's hit it, bro. It's going to be awesome, man. And you know what? I think I'm also going to throw a, a lacrosse ball class Ooh, nice. this week. Nice. We have a... Okay, yeah. Yeah, this week, team. So watch the post. I'll post it later today. 
Um, I want to get you all familiar with that lacrosse ball. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have one, holler at me. We'll get we'll get you one. You know, five dollar lacrosse ball. Great investment. That thing is going to save your fascia. It lasts and may, forever. And maybe your knees. <laughs> yeah. Well, good talk today, man. It's always a pleasure getting back in here, dude. Uh, the system changed a little bit, the format and stuff like that. But just like I said, man, it comes down to the content and the information. Uh, so we'll see y'all soon, guys. Can't stop, won't stop. That's right, baby. Later, y'all. Peace.